Exodus 28. Then bring forward to yourself your brother Aaron and his sons with him from among the sons of Israel to serve as priests to me, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, Ithamar, Aaron's sons. And you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother, for glory and for beauty. You shall speak to all the skillful people whom I have endowed with the spirit of wisdom that they make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may serve as priest to me. And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a tunic of checkered work, a turban, and a sash. They shall make holy garments for your brother Aaron and his sons, so that he may serve as priest to me. They shall take the gold, the violet, the purple, the scarlet material, and the fine linen. They shall also make the ephod of gold, of violet, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen, the work of the skilled embroiderer. It shall have two shoulder pieces joined to its two ends, so that it may be joined. The skillfully woven band of its overlay, which is on it, shall be like its workmanship, of the same material, of gold, of violet, and purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. And you shall take two onyx stones, and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on the one stone, and the names of the remaining six on the other stone, according to their birth. As a jeweler engraves a signet, you shall engrave the two stones according to the names of the sons of Israel. You shall set them in filigree settings of gold." And you shall put the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod, as stones of memorial for the sons of Israel. And Aaron shall carry their names before the Lord on his two shoulders as a memorial. And you shall make filigree settings of gold, and two chains of pure gold. And you shall make them of twisted cordwork, and you shall put the corded chains on the filigree settings." You shall make a breastpiece of judgment, the work of a skilled embroiderer. Like the work of the ephod, you shall make it of gold, of violet, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen you shall make it. It shall be square and folded double, a span in length and a span in width, and you shall mount on it four rows of stones. The first row shall be a row of ruby, topaz, and emerald. And the second row, and the second row, a row of turquoise, sapphire, and diamond. And the third row, and the third row, jacinth, and a gate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a barrel, and an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold filigree. The stones shall be engraved according to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names. They shall be like the engravings of a signet, each according to his name for the twelve tribes. You shall also make on the breastpiece twisted chains of cord work in pure gold, and you shall make on the breastpiece two rings of gold, and shall put the two rings on the two ends of the breastpiece, and you shall put the two cords of the gold on the two rings at the ends of the breastpiece. 
you shall put the other two ends of the two cords on the two filigree setting, and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod, at the front of it, and you shall make two rings of gold and place them on the two ends of the breastpiece, on the edge of it, which is toward the inner side of the ephod. And you shall make two rings of gold, and put them on the bottom of the two shoulder pieces of the ephod, on the front of it, close to the place where it is joined, above the skillfully woven band of the ephod. And they shall bind the breastpiece by its rings, to the rings of the ephod with a violet cord, so that it will be on the skillfully woven band of the ephod, and that the breastpiece will not come loose from the ephod. So Aaron shall carry the names of the sons of Israel in the breastpiece of judgment over his heart when he enters the holy place, as a memorial before the Lord continually. And you shall put in the breastpiece of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. And Aaron shall carry the judgment of the sons of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. You shall make the robe of the ephod all of violet. There shall be an opening at its top in the middle of it. Around its opening there shall be a binding of woven work, like the opening of a coat of mail, so that it will not be torn. You shall make on its hem pomegranates of violet, purple, and scarlet material all around on its hem, and bells of gold between them all around, a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate, all around them on the hem of the rope. It shall be on Aaron when he ministers, and its sound shall be heard when he enters and leaves the holy place before the Lord so that he will not die. You shall also make a plate of pure gold, and engrave on it, like the engravings of a signet, holy to the Lord. You shall fasten it on a violet cord, and it shall be on the turban. It shall be at the front of the turban. It shall be on Aaron's forehead. And Aaron shall take away the guilt of the holy things which the sons of Israel consecrate, regarding all their holy gifts, and it shall be always on his forehead, so that they may be accepted before the Lord. And you shall weave the tunic of checkered work of fine linen, and shall make a turban of fine linen, and you shall make a sash, the work of a weaver. For Aaron's sons you shall also make tunics, you shall also make sashes for them, you shall make caps for them, for glory and for beauty. Then you shall put them on Aaron your brother, and on his sons with him, and you shall anoint them, and ordain them, and consecrate them, so that they may serve me as priests. You shall make for them linen undergarments to cover their bare flesh. They shall reach from the waist even to the thighs, and they shall be on Aaron and on his sons when they enter the tent of meeting, or when they approach the altar to minister in the holy place so that they do not incur guilt and die. It shall be a statute forever to him and his descendants after him. Mark 11 And as they approached Jerusalem, at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, and said to them, Go into the village opposite you, 
and immediately, as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, on which no one has ever sat. Untie it, and bring it here. And if anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it. And immediately, he will send it back here. They went away and found a colt tied at the door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of the bystanders were saying to them, What are you doing untying the colt? And they told them, Just as Jesus had said, and they gave them permission. They brought the colt to Jesus, and put their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches which they had cut from the fields. And those who went in front, and those who followed, were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered Jerusalem and came into the temple area. And after looking around at everything, he left for Bethany with the twelve, since it was already late. On the next day, when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing from a distance a fig tree in leaf, He went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple area, and began to drive out those who were selling and buying on the temple grounds. And he overturned the tables of the money changers, and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple grounds. And he began to teach and say to them, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard this, and they began seeking how to put him to death. For they were afraid of him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And whenever evening came, they would leave the city. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. And being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus said to them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you for your offenses." But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your offenses. And they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple area, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to him. And they began saying to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? But Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question, and you answer me and then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. 
and they began considering the implications among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Then why did you not believe him? But should we say from men, they were afraid of the people, for they all considered John to have been a real prophet. Answering Jesus, they said, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither am I telling you by what authority I do these things. Romans 4 What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather according to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, to the one who works, the wages are not credited as a favor, but as what is due. But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the person to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven, and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Is this blessing then on the circumcised or on the uncircumcised also? For we say, faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it credited? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while uncircumcised, so that he might be the father of all who believe without being circumcised, that righteousness might be credited to them, and the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who also follow in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised. For the promise to Abraham, or to his descendants, that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, then faith is made void, and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath. But where there is no law, there is also no violation. For this reason, it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, in the presence of him who believed, that is, God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that do not exist. In hope against hope he believed, so that he might become a father of many nations according to which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body now as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured 
that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Therefore, it was also credited to him as righteousness. Now, not for his sake only was it written that it was credited to him, but for our sake also, to whom it will be credited, to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he who was delivered over because of our wrongdoings, and was raised because of our justification. Proverbs fourteen nineteen through 27 The evil will bow down before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is hated even by his neighbor, but those who love the rich are many. One who despises his neighbor's sins, but one who is gracious to the poor is blessed. Will they who devise evil not go astray? But kindness and truth will be to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is simply foolishness. A truthful witness saves lives, but one who declares lies is deceitful. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, by which one may avoid the snares of death. Psalm 31, 9-18 Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted away from grief, my soul and my body too. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength has failed because of my guilt, and my body has wasted away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a disgrace, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I am forgotten like a dead person out of mind. I am like a broken vessel, for I have heard the slander of many. Terror is on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they schemed to take away my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies, and from those who persecute me. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your faithfulness. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them be silent in Sheol. Let the lying lips be speechless, which speak arrogantly against the righteous, with pride and contempt.